Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we are recapping NFL Week 10 scores and takeaways. Get the overreaction Monday segment. What the OBJ sign now means to the Rams, especially since Robert Woods is out. I want to talk about my experience on Thursday night primetime football at Hard Rock Stadium when the Ravens thought they had the Dolphins. All that and more coming up. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Damn you, NFL. Damn you, NFL. Can it get any more bizarre? Can it get any more crazy? Can it get this any more unpredictable? Because it's getting a little bit out of hand now, especially with this past week. Teams are supposed to win. Can't win. Teams who have been struggling we thought they were going to be in the top in their conferences and their divisions all of a sudden they're balling again what can we get some kind of consistency please like something but as the season goes on we've hit the midway point we're going to see the teams who we thought were going to be in the mix actually be in the mix and the teams who we thought maybe Maybe not. They're just going to falter. And that seems to be the case going in right now. So let's hop into what happened here in week 10. Let's get into the scores. The Cowboys came back after that get trouncing at home against Denver last week. They come. They had Atlanta. The Falcons came to town. And they might as well have never even showed up. The Cowboys defeated them 43-3. to Dak Prescott, impressive game. 24-31, 296 yards. And two touchdowns. The Titans continue their win streak. They beat the Saints 23-21. Ryan Tannehill, 213 yards and a touchdown. He did what he had to do. The Colts defeat the Jaguars 23-17 behind Jonathan Taylor. Continues to be that. This outstanding running back. 21 carries, 116 yards, a touchdown. He's taking the reins over in the AFC South. Because King Henry has been out. And is out for the season. The Pats... Take out the Browns, 45-7. Mac Jones, 19-23, of 198 yards, three touchdowns. Baker Mayfield did leave this game, um, but this is period anybody serious, but this is the Browns, like, good luck, Baker Mayfield. I feel bad for you, my man. <laughs> the Bills take out the Jets. They bounce back with a big 41-17 victory. Josh Allen, 366 yards, two touchdowns, including... One of Stefan Diggs, who had 162 receiving yards on the day. Mike White, the savior in New York. He's better than Zach Wilson. He's the greatest of all time. He wanted. The, he said, I should have been the number one overall pick. Well, the guy had four interceptions, zero touchdowns, and that's all you need is to be said about that guy. <laughs> the Lions and Steelers. It was a tie, 16-16. Big Ben Roethlisberger didn't play in this game, but DeAndre Swift, 33 carries, 130 yards. That's a positive for Detroit. Mason Rudolph had 50 pass attempts. Why? It was raining. 
It was nasty weather. Why are you passing the ball 50 freaking times? I don't know. You deserve to have this tie against the Detroit Lions. And poor Dan Campbell. He just wants to get a win. Guess what, Detroit fans? You didn't lose this week. But you didn't win either. And on to the next game. Washington shocks the Bucks. Thought the Bucks would be doing something coming off that bye week. But no. Washington wins 29-19. Bucks allowed lost two in a row. Brady was only 220 yards, two TDs. He had two big picks there early on in the first quarter. Taylor Heineke, 26-32, 256 yards, touchdown. Tonyo Gibson ran the ball in twice. Hey, Washington with a big upset over the Bucks. The Panthers take out the Cardinals 34-10. Cam Newton, yes, he's back in Carolina. He had one rushing touchdown and one passing touchdown. All on. Two plays. <laughs> Kyler Murray did not play near to Johnny Hopkins as the Cardinals fall. The Vikings defeat the Chargers 27-20. They were able to hold on to the fourth quarter lead this time, unlike the past couple of weeks where they blew it against the Cowboys and Ravens. Big 27-20 victory. Cousins, 294 yards and two touchdowns. As the Chargers fall, and now they are not sitting on the top of the AFC West because what well, certain things happens. Eagles beat the Broncos 30-13. Jalen Hurst had two TD passes, and both of them went to Devontae Smith. Packers shut out the Seahawks 17-0. Russell Wilson's return, first time he's been shut out in his entire career. Rodgers on the day, 292 yards in his pick after he missed last week's game. A.J. Dillon, two big rushing touchdowns for the Packers as they win and shut out those Seattle Seahawks. Sunday night primetime football, Chiefs. Defeat the Raiders 41-14. Patrick Mahomes, 406 yards, five touchdowns. If there's any doubts, those doubts are gone now. The Raiders went back to being the Raiders. Chiefs went back to being the Chiefs. Everything is back in the AFC West now. Everything's looking good. And that's your scores from NFL Week 10. So we're going to hop into this first topic I have today is... My experience at Hard Rock Stadium, I was there for primetime football. Thursday night, Ravens and Dolphins. I was a little optimistic going into the game. I was like, oh man, Lamar Jackson's coming to town. I don't know what Dolphins team's going to show up. I'm a little nervous. Because last time Lamar was in Miami, yeah, five touchdowns, over 300 yards. Yeah, I was afraid he may run all over us. But that's why this NFL season's unpredictable. That game was crazy. <laughs> Had a blast at the game. And Miami's defense showed up. That Dolphins defense was ferocious. Going into the game, Lamar Jackson, he's going to get MVP. He's the front runner. And then all things happened. Because that's just how it is this year. We praise somebody, praise a player, praise a team. Praise him, praise him, praise him. And then it's just like the next, whoever they face next, whomever we're talking about, falters. And they don't win. They have a bad game, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But the experience there, I tell you what, it didn't look very good in the beginning because Jacoby Brissett was god awful. Oh, my goodness, was he bad. 
Tua Tagovailoa is warming up again for the second straight game in warm-ups, taking first-team reps. Jacoby Brissett off to the side, not even taking any reps. I don't understand what is going on in Miami with this thing. Last year, Tua gets benched for Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick comes in relief a couple of times. You know, for t- for a struggling Tua, is is he like what are they doing when it comes to this? I guess that's my question right here. Brian Flores, what are you doing? Because the guy was throwing forty yard passes and warm ups. What is wrong with a finger if he can do that? Anyways, Tua is the better option at quarterback. I still don't think he is the definitive answer. I don't know if they're just trying to protect him so he doesn't get a serious injury. So let's hold on to him to the end of the year and then figure out what to do in the offseason. I don't know because it doesn't really make sense. But with putting that to the side, the offense still struggled at times, but Albert Wilson came to play. He got involved in the offense for once. First time I've seen him really involved in the offense all year. Because Will Fuller's out still. Devontae Parker's out. Mike Kosicki struggled. He didn't even have a catch. So it's good to see Albert Wilson do his thing. The running game was still horrible. <laughs> but one of the plays of the night was offensive guard Robert Hunt when he caught a screen plat pass. And he, the dude was moving like a running back. Couple of juke moves, dives into the end zone, extends the ball over the goal line. But it doesn't count. And it didn't count because he's an ineligible receiver. He like basically blocked Miles Gaskin out of the way to catch the ball. <laughs> it was hilarious. But one thing I will say this. This is my big take from the game. The crowd was amazing. The crowd was phenomenal. It was the loudest I have heard that stadium for the Miami Dolphins since, man, I think that's the loudest since what? I'm going to say since the Kenyon Drake miracle. Ryan Tannehill was still on the team and Kenyon Drake was playing the Patriots and then he like made Gronkowski fall and he went in the end zone. The Miami miracle. That was obviously louder because that was the loudest war I've ever heard probably ever. But Thursday night's game against Ravens was the loudest I've heard that stadium for Dolphins fans since then. Because you come to Hard Rock Stadium, usually it's dominated by the road team. Buffalo comes to town, you hear a lot of Buffalo fans. Uh, any kind of divisional point, Patriots, you'll see a lot of Patriots you know, fans come to the stadium. You see a lot of road teams travel, depending on where they are. Um, aside from the Texans this year, <laughs> there wasn't really a lot of Texas fans in the in the stands when they've paid them on, you know, previous Sunday. Um, but Ravens fans, there was a lot of them. I remember in the past times, the Ravens fans they dominated that stadium. Raiders fans is a big one in that stadium too. You see a lot of Falcons fans. You see, it's whoever road team comes to Miami. They usually take up the majority of the stadium. And that being said, there was a lot of Baltimore Ravens fans. But anytime a, a chance started, like 
Let's go Ravens. Let's go Ravens. The Miami crowd took it offense. They were offended by it. And they just roared back. It was awesome scene to do it. And it's overpowered them. It was great to see all those Lamar Jackson jerseys. The guys hanging their head though after the game. That was the loudest I've heard this stadium. In quite a long time. It, I still get goosebumps from it. It was a great experience. Jalen Phillips. Shout out to Jevin Island. Like these rookies. Play the lights out. That entire defense play lights out. Xavier Howard had a big play with a fumble recovery for a touchdown. That was huge. They sacked Lamar Jackson, I think, four times. So Jalen Phillips was in the back with her, Emmanuel Agba. And those guys, like, Jerome Baker made a nice play. A few nice plays, actually. Like, that defense came to play finally. That was the defense we saw last year that showed up. Kept them in check. Multiple delayed games. You know, penalties. They just couldn't move the ball. The only reason why they scored that one touchdown because they called two bogus personal fouls against us that were this horrendous. I mean, it's like they wanted them to get back in the game, but the experience was so phenomenal and just so great. I enjoyed every minute of it because I was like, damn, finally. Finally, the Miami Dolphins fans showed up. Finally, they took over the stadium and the players fed off of it. And, the, and then we fed off of them. And this, it was just phenomenal. <laughs> That's what I want to say. It was a great experience, great feeling. And we got a long season to go still. The schedule gets a little softer. We got still got the Jets twice. We got the Giants. We got the struggling Saints. We got some. We can make some moves. This it's all of a sudden looking more positive than negative. Team still needs a lot of work. They still got to do something on offense because the play calling at times was still like, "What are we doing?" But at least there's some encouragement and some positives to take from it. I will say this: every single player. Despite the struggles and criticisms going on this year, play their hearts out on Thursday night. All right, you know what time it is. It is time for Overreaction Monday, my favorite segment of the week. Let's get into it. We got five of the big ones here. Number one, <laughs> the books are toast. They lost two straight. Brady is no longer in the MVP con, you know, consideration. They done. Let's overreact. That's definitely an overreaction. Yes, they struggled. They lost two in a row. They struggled against Washington. Brady didn't look himself. He's pissed off. Especially in the post-game news conference. Like he was he was pissed. He knows he didn't play well. He knows it was bad execution in plays. Another couple turnovers. The penalties and turnovers was killed them. Uh, they've lost three away from home now. Uh, no time to panic yet. He has been without Antonio Brown the last couple weeks too in those losses. So Antonio Brown hopefully can come back, help out that offense a little bit. But I am going to say overreaction because I'm not going against Tom Brady no matter what. 
I've done it for 20 years. Definitely not doing it now. <laughs> Can't count them out. They're still 6-3. and three, Still one of the threats in the NFC. Oh, it's an overreaction, man. All right, number two. Cam Newton will lead the Panthers to the playoff spot. Give a bucks run for their money. Hey, I'm going to say this is not an overreaction. I do believe the Panthers are going to get that. Go get in the playoffs. I really do think the Panthers are getting in the playoffs. Cam Newton coming back with his former team. Signed with them this last week. Played in the game yesterday. Had a couple scores. P.J. Walker got the start. We know Sam Darnold is definitely not the answer. He's going to be out. He's out multiple weeks with that shoulder blade injury. But Cam Newton is fired up. I think he's going to get rejuvenated Cam Newton. Now Cam Newton is not... You know, his old self from, say, like five, six years ago. But I still believe he has a just enough left in the tank. And I think being back home in Carolina is actually going to help him. It's going to help Christian McCaffrey, who's back, too. He's had a couple weeks back. He had an impressive game yesterday, too. Heavily involved in the offense. And we'll see how this works out. But I do believe the Panthers will get that spot. Well... I don't think they're going to be coming after the Bucks, but they are right there. They're right behind the Bucks. We'll sleep on the Panthers yet. Um, but I do believe that is not an overreaction. Cam Newton, I think he's rejuvenated. He was pumped up yesterday. Uh, that's not an overreaction. Number three, OBJ joined the Rams, solidifies them as NFC favorites. And... I would have said that. Can we get... Can OBJ recapture a little bit of his old self with the Rams in that offense? I think so. But that Robert Woods injury in practice on Friday towards ACL, that hurts. Because I looked at it as OBJ, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. I thought that was going to be so dynamic. Now we're not going to see it. Now OBJ really does have to step in and be good. Van Jefferson's going to have to step up, too. Big time. So, see how that works out. OBJ has a lot to prove. He's got to still show everybody it is. So, what I say to solidify some, I'm going to say, oh, man. I just don't know. I'm going to say it's an overreaction in that sense. Of solidifying them as NFC favorites because I do believe they're already kind of NFC favorites. So I will say that's an overreaction because I think they really are. And I think it's just going to make them even more dynamic. I think OBJ is another guy, just like Cam Newton, change the scenery, go somewhere with something that's a little more established, not dysfunctional, you know, and just can, you can be yourself. And I think OBJ is going to fit really well with the Rams. But I don't know if it solidifies them as NFC. They're my pick to go to the Super Bowl. They're my pick to win the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. But OBJ definitely is going to be a key piece. Okay, number four. Lions will never win a game no matter how hard they try <laughs> this year. I want to say that's not an overreaction. They try. Gosh, they try so hard. 
these guys really do. Like, they're this curse. The franchise is cursed. Dan Campbell, the head coach, is just trying so hard. And he's, I think he's doing a good job. It says, damn, a tie. Oh, my gosh. They had numerous chances to win this game. It was a sloppy game. Weather was bad. But, damn, they're cursed. That's definitely not an overreaction. All right. <laughs> Number five, I just put this one in there. The NFL would just continue to play mind tricks on us all year long. And overreaction or not overreaction? That's not an overreaction. The NFL, my mind's playing tricks on me. Every week, every game I watch, every like play, players showing up and not showing up, like moving like mind is playing tricks on me. I don't know what to believe anymore. When it comes to this NFL season, it's been that unpredictable. That unpredictable. That bizarre. And it's crazy. So that's definitely not an overreaction. The season's only going to get crazier. 17 games. Maybe that is part of the mind playing tricks on them. People, these players don't know how to handle it. Coaches don't know how to handle it. The owners don't know how to handle this. It's messing with them. Kind of like daylight savings time. That hour throwing back, this messes with you. Throws off your whole routine. Getting dark early messes with people. It's a, Mine's playing tricks on you. It's a serious thing. That's what's happening in the NFL in the same kind of way. Seven, it seems like the 17-game season is this got the mind playing tricks on everybody. Everybody's minds going one way and the other. So that's definitely not an overreaction. <laughs> okay, so this next topic, I wanted to just dive a little deeper in the OBJ signing to the Rams. Now, I was thinking Packers. That was my number one option for Odell Beckham Jr., the go-to. I thought for sure it was going to be Green Bay. Then the rumors started going for the Rams. Patriots supposedly was in the market for it. The Saints really wanted him. But you see what's going down there. I don't know about Trevor Simeon who's my quarterback. Um, <laughs> a few other teams were in the mix, but Chiefs were trying maybe. But OBJ, now that Rams signing is looking phenomenal because the injury to Robert Woods. So that, that was a desperate need for the Rams. Rams are all in. They got Von Miller from Broncos too. They're all in. They have to win this year <laughs> because... In a few years, man, they have they got no draft picks. Their cap situation is going to be, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't even know how they pull this off to be within the cap. Um, but did he make the right choice? I think I think he did for himself. He has home in L.A. Look, you don't have to deal with that cold weather anymore. You don't have to wear the Cleveland Browns. You don't have to deal with that whole mess with Baker Mayfield. And that up and down franchise of like they look good on paper, they like they're like there, but they can't get over the hump. Goes to the Rams. It's not snowing out there, like it was in Green Bay yesterday, which would be your, would have been in your team. Um, but I think it's a good move for him. I thought he was going to go to Green Bay. 
I thought pairing him with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams would have been great. But I see his point. Go to L.A., Sean McVay's system. There's word on Monday night he's even going to uh, return punts. It's a rumor. Um, but it's a big divisional matchup, and he's going to may have to play some play some damn snaps Monday night because Robert Woods is out, but Van Jefferson is going to be filling in that role. And so we'll see how much OBJ really does play. But I think he really did make the right decision for himself. It's for the rest of this year. He can re-explore free and see next year if he wants to move on or if he, say, he rings a ring and, you know, wants to go somewhere else to get another big contract. But I can see him, I can still see him staying in L.A. Always you want to leave you. L.A., okay, Warm weather. You got a quarterback that can get you the ball now. Matthew Stafford can make any throw on the field. And in that type of offense, why wouldn't you? We'll see how the season plays out. I think that's going to have a lot to do with it. But I really do believe he made the right choice for himself. This right choice for the Rams, of course. And hey, now you have a chance at a ring. A definite chance out of a ring. You're in the NFC now as opposed to the AFC. So even though the NFC has been pretty good, Arizona's been pretty good, Green Bay, Tampa, you're going to have a little bit tough road, but it's definitely the right choice. We'll see how it pans out. I believe he still has a lot left. I believe this is going to rejuvenate him. So we'll see what happens, but I like the move. I like the choice. And I'll wrap up today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Career with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes there every Monday and Wednesday, and we're available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the official website at feelyheatentertainment.com. That's feelyheatent.com. You can stream the podcast on there. Check out the sport articles, and we have a pretty cool merch store, so check it out. And be sure to follow on social media at feelyheatent.com. On Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks again for joining me. Catch you all on Wednesday.